Ooh. Everyman. What if? Well, I try to tell you, extracts be ripping that damn thing, man. Uh, this should get me hyped up. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it gets me a little going. Up, yeah, I well, start sweating like I got I got beads of sweat running down my back. Yeah, well, you know, that. that's probably because we had uh, four, you know, Mountain Dew Zero Shugs. You know, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I finally yeah. had some, by the way. Big, big fan of the, of the Dew Zero Shug. Bro, so good. I'm Once still, hit your lips, it's so good. <laughs> just hit your lips, it's so good. It's got like more. It's got more. Ca- it's a, it's getting towards monster caffeine. Can mm. they can they just give me a fucking Mountain Dew? I'm gonna have to cut that Bro. part out. If they could just give me a Mountain Dew that um, had enough caffeine to match, you know, uh, an espresso. Mm. Please, be over, be done. <laughs> You'd be done, bro. You'd be done. So, Every Man 2020. This is, you know, it's season two of the Every Man. Season two, 2020, and uh, we made it a year, and we wanted to drop a little bonus episode this week, and no better bonus than a little interview from Nam. Um, so, mm-hmm. so back at the Nam show, I had the pleasure of meeting up with a couple of uh, wonderful world class musicians, and obviously we got the the Craig Mundell interview out a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's the drummer for Stephen Wilson, Steve Hackett, Frost, etc. Uh, v Drum Extraordinaire. Please go check that interview out. I believe it's episode 49. And mm-hmm. this week we have uh, somebody that is very, um, somebody I respect highly, uh, someone who I have worked for, a musician uh, who is one of the most talented people I've had the pleasure of working with or for, mm-hmm. uh, is one and only Miss Militia Vox uh, out of New York. And she is a model, actress. Uh, she's a photographer. She's a videographer. Mm-hmm. She is a director. She is a uh, you know culture pusher. She just everything she does, she she does with excellence. And there is no um, greater example of an every woman than than our guest here today. And uh, I I'm gonna drop some links in the show notes for you to check out mm-hmm. her for her music and. Uh, Let's just put it out there. I mean, she's got some pipes. Oh man, the pipes, pipes, pipes ain't the word now, brother Jay. She, it's she's like a cathedral. Got some, she, she's got a cathedral in there. You know, she's got like, um, she's she's got range. It's crazy. Bro. The range is just ridiculous. Like. She can go all the way up. She can go all the way down. She can be a little raspy. She can be a little jazzy. She can be a little fun. She can be a little flirty. She can just go all over the spectrum with that voice. And it carries. And it's soulful. And it just it just gets in your bones, man. You know? It just gets in your bones. And, like you said, she's an every woman, which means she does everything, can do everything, has done everything. You know? It's <sighs> top notch, man. Nothing. I mean, she, she and in the interview, we, we go over, you know, she, she's talking about her, her art installation that she designed and, you know, her live show and, and her, her tribute to Judas Priest, Judas Priestess. Mm-hmm. She's the, she's the front woman and founder, co-founder of Judas Priestess. And, um, you know, they're a world-class tribute band to Judas Priest. So not only is she doing her own original music and uh, we talked about it in the podcast, but I, I was her drummer there for for a few shows and uh, had a wonderful experience and um, met you know Mike Gowan, uh, who, you know former guest on the podcast. Shout out to Bobcat, my boy. Um, mm-hmm. 
had a great time doing that, traveling with them. And, uh, you know, she, she surrounds herself and with, with great people, you know, everybody in the, in the militia is, is awesome. Uh, and you know, it's, <clears throat> it's an honor to now have, uh, you know, Miss Militia Vox in the canoe with us. Oh yeah. Nothing, nothing better. So with that being said, uh, let's get to it. And, um, again, we hope you are enjoying the new cover art. It's, uh, we're big fans of it, big fans of it. And, uh, True to life. Indra- yeah, it's there. It's actually, those are photographs and, yeah. um, go ahead and enjoy this interview with militia and then, uh, check out the links in the description and check out some of her music. Let go. We're here at NAM 2020, the Everyman Podcast, with a very special guest, somebody I've wanted to have on the show for a while. She is a entertainer, she is a songwriter, a multi-instrumentalist, a crazy, crazy vocalist, incredible, incredible singer. She was at one point my musical boss, and now we're here at the JBL AKG private media center to do a podcast ladies and gentlemen militia vox hey with a with an introduction like that oh my god i don't i don't even need to speak no i so can just i you know that's that, it. maybe that's, that's what I'll, do. I'll, you, I'll just talk about you for for 20 minutes and then we'll see how it goes i support that so let's let's just quickly let's just tell the story about how we met and by we i mean i'll tell it so <laughs> my first year at nam i'm overwhelmed there's a lot of excitement going on and I'm, you know, I'm a little lit. And at this point, this is kind of before I, I was uh, hanging around the Dream Theater gang. And I had met John Petrucci a couple times, and I saw that Judas Priestess was performing. Now, Judas Priestess, of course, is the world's only and greatest all-woman Judas Priest tribute group. And Militia is the front woman of that group. And you guys were playing the Hilton and me being the super nerd that I am, I'm like, okay, I know John Petrucci's wife is in this band. That must mean I, I might get a chance to talk to John. So I went down there, and I'm hanging out, watching, and then all of a sudden, this, I mean, I don't want to say siren, but it was like a, the sounds of, of a siren, you know, like, like the mythical uh, lady of the water, not like a bad siren, not like a police siren. For our listeners who may not be familiar with the siren. Um, yeah, I heard, I heard you wailing and, uh, I, you know, fell in love with Priestess right there and there. I was hanging out right in the front row and then we talked a little bit and then I kept running into you like every 50 feet for the next two days. And then it was just like, well, I guess we'll just hang out. And then, uh, then every year after that, I just ended up in the militia crew. That's right. And here I am. You ended up in the militia. I did. I am (laughs) a card carrying member. (laughs) So what is Nam? for you what does it mean to you to be here well i was my first came, my first nam experience i came out here with d snyder in god 2007 or something like that maybe even 2006 and we played at the grove so like my first nam was probably the biggest and most badass nam ever kind of hard to follow that yeah up. it's really hard to follow that up so we were out here with um van helsing's curse which is like a d's uh, horror heavy metal orchestra oh. um, so it was like a bazillion pieces it was uh, Mark Wood on Viper with the whole Viper crew um, and it was a, a vocalist doing like Gregorian chant singing 
and singing in Latin. The whole show's in Latin. Perfect. And it was like the most badass heavy <laughs> metal experience ever. Unfortunately, with like a cast of 30, it was really expensive. I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, my first NAM was doing that at the Grove. So it was like, it was such a whirlwind of like awesome experience. And of course, like, first time I'm out here, I'm like, yeah, I sing with Dee Snyder. And they were just throwing endorsements at me. The it doors, was wild. The doors thrown open. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't really know like what it would mean to be endorsed. So I was kind of like shutting away from all these brands. Like, no, 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 I'm okay. What do you, you know, because I'm what a New Yorker. What yeah. do you want from me for that? Right. You know, very, very suspicious always. Of anybody trans- trying to give you something. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm just like, well, what? Uh, I don't yeah. know what I have to do for that. So. Right. <laughs> so I just kind of like was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. But then over the years, I've been coming out here and like really developing like genuine relationships with brands, getting to know people that, you know, are instrumental to the rock and metal scene. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is the other side of it. The music merchants are the ones that that help support the artists so much. So um, I've gotten to foster some really great relationships. So now being here in 2020, it's like, you know, now I have this new endorsement with GHS Strings. They've been amazing to me and Priestess and really putting us on. We're doing a demo um, performance in the booth tomorrow. Um, I'm doing a panel discussion on diversity with the head of the Women in Music Network, Laura Whitmore, who runs Sheetrocks, you know, and supporting my friends playing. Like, I love to kick off the new year with them every year because it ends up being this, like, little magic world where music is the most know, important the baseline thing. and it's like, yeah. it's the everything. So it really um, is a good way to kick off the year and just get, like, rejuvenated with music and get excited about, you know, making things happen for the year and, like, in the future. Yeah, it, it's always. Um, last year was the was the first year in six years that I that I took off, and uh, you know, getting back here, it's like it's that energy that you you forgot about. And uh, when I would go year year after year, you kind of get used to it. You take it for granted because it's just you're always going, and then you miss it one year, and you're like, God damn, like yeah. there's something I'm not a part of. And right. And also when you see those pictures starting to come in, it's FOMO. just like, oh man, I know, I missed it what two years ago I think because I sprained my ankle right and oh watching those pictures come in I was like damn it like well and also it's funny because like you know here we are you're you're a New Yorker I'm obviously in the Philadelphia area and we pretty much exclusively hang out in Los Angeles area you know there's a whole bunch of friends I have like Dave included you know, I think I've seen him one time outside of uh, California. I said that to him last night. I said, you live in New Jersey. I've seen you. I haven't seen you since last night. Yeah. What is that? But somehow we're all not offended by it. Right. It seems to be okay. <laughs> or just for our listeners to know, like, Dave is like, he's an instrumental part of the militia. Yeah. Well, Dave, like, we're, we're going to be doing an interview with, with Dave in a little bit here. So on a future future episode, you're going to hear Dave and the, and the, uh, the, the Bone Doctors are going to get together and do a little podcast. So. Weird. Yeah, Nam. Getting back here, you know, obviously doing. An, I'm in a different capacity now, uh, not not necessarily as a performer, but so what? I, I'm, I'm an esteemed member of the media now. I don't know if you saw my credential, but oh, let's, let go, let's go ahead and read that right there. Okay. Content creator, social media influencer. Wow. Do you feel? Wow. In, uh, I feel influenced. Because it's right uh, now. I'm exuding influence on right, you right now as right. we speak. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's it's very cool and, and uh, similar. Who coined like, this phrase? Like I don't know, influencer. but I hate it. It's kind of like. 
I don't know what that means. It, to me, it's very, it's kind of gross because it's yeah. like saying, it's it, to me, and I overthink things, but it's kind of like saying. It sounds like in, if you're you incapable can, of making your own decision without me telling you. Right, or you can convince someone to do something that they wouldn't normally do. It makes me sound like a like a hip like a hypnosis guy or something. Yeah, like. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a weird term. I wanted it. I was like, yeah, I'm a podcaster. They're like, yeah, but uh, we're gonna put you in this category. I was like. Right, you influencer. So. I mean, it's such a. You know what? Maybe we can come up with something better. I say this now, but maybe by tomorrow night, I might be, I might be full on pro influencer. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I might be. I might be screaming it at the airport. Like, don't you know I'm an influencer? Uh huh. Right. And that, and two dollars to get you on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay. Exactly. What do you do with yeah, that? Just, just shut up. Get out of here. Right. But, yeah, uh, man. There were influencers on MySpace too. So. Yeah. Well, some of them. Not saying we're going to go that on. way, but yeah, I'm but saying... There was one one that I... Tia Tequila. I think she's the only one that, that made it survived. out of... Oh, and Je- Jeffree Star. And Jeffree Star. But did she survive? Did she? Yeah, we don't know where she is now. Oh, I know where she's at. She's at those, like, right-wing rallies. Oh, is she really? Yeah, yeah, Google that. Oh, oh man. Of all huh. people. I was like, are you doing that just to get laid? She might like, be. Because you like that type? Or maybe it's like a... See, I think there's a lot of this on both sides where people are like... I bet you I could play that role. Right. You know, and then you just know what to say. You don't necessarily have to believe it. Yeah. It's kind of like a cigarette lobbyist. Remember uh, that movie, uh-huh. Thank You for Smoking? It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, come on, he knows, but he's still a job. But he's like, still, yeah. yeah he's still got to get paid. I'm thinking like... I kind of think, that's what I'm starting to think a lot of these people are just... Let's put her in like the Stacey Dash category. Like, she knows not what she says. Right, she's just you out know, there trying to stay saying, alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just keeping it... She's surviving. Yeah, she's trying to survive. Her, presi- her survival job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you see a lot of that out here at NAMM. It's in it, and like we're saying, it's. It's uh, just to be able to get to connect, you know, sit down and connect with so many special people is awesome. And, and in all seriousness, um, you are, without a doubt, one of the most um, talented individual musicians I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Oh, thanks, Jesse. And uh, to see you not only step in and do cover sets, you do your own music, but when I got an opportunity to play with you, I didn't realize that you were in there. You're writing this music too. You're you're you're, uh, and I say this in a good way, you're a taskmaster in that you know what you want and you know how to get it and you can play the drums, you do play the guitar, you do play the piano, you do play the bass. Like, And it and for me to come in uh, to, an, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a kind of a leader myself, so to come into working with somebody uh, who is also an alpha, uh, it taught me a lot and I, I really appreciate that opportunity, just, just throwing that out there. Um, and I, and I learned a lot from that experience as well. And um, where would you say that you see, like, where do you fit in? Because musically, because I think you're so eclectic, and you have this, you've uh, you've been a professional for for a period of time now, and you've done so many amazing things from from working with, like you said, Dee Snider and Cindy Lauper, whatever that uh, commercial she does with the skin stuff. Every time I see that, I think of you. Because I remember, oh, good. <laughs> not oh, I because think of, of you when skin. I see those psoriasis yeah, commercials. Yeah, the psoriasis commercials. No, I just I think of you because I remember you telling me like you know how hard how difficult it was to to, to get that gig and to stay in that gig. And um, one of the things that we like to kind of express on the Everyman podcast is is the the journey and, and, and the mechanics of it. So, what was it that was critical for you to be able to fit into all these different things where you? want to do your own original music but you also realize that your ticket might not just be that 
Um, how, how did that all work for you, and how do you find your way? Well, basically, um, I, I started writing my own music out of frustration from playing everybody else's. You know, so like I was a classical pianist when I was seven, so I was groomed to be that. So, you know, I was the little girl that was playing in like malls, like shopping malls. And then I was like, compete, I ended up competing professionally as a concert pianist, like for like, you know, uh, regional, county, state, um, national competitions, doing piano guild, they call it. It's a real elitist piano situation. Listen, anytime you're in a guild, yeah. <laughs> right. there's only one way to extra, that's yeah. yeah. So then, like, after a while, it's like I got to college and I was like, I'm really sick of playing this dead guy's music, you know, which is great. Like, I learned a lot. And, uh, but now I want to use those powers to write, like, original stuff if I can. I didn't even know if I could. Right. And then at the time, you know, I was doing a lot of theater and uh, even that was unsatisfying. I think everything that I've done is because I was unsatisfied with what I was doing. So then it was like, oh, I did that. That's not enough. Or like, that's not the thing. Like, I felt the internal contrast that it wasn't working really. Like, I was like, oh, I did that. Like, cool. And now, like, let's do something that's more challenging and fulfilling. So, like, each level up was yeah. just like a new challenge. Um, so it wasn't even really something I was like fully conscious of. It, but was, it was just like, kind of you going yeah, down the path. Yeah, because it was like, okay, um, I was taking opportunities that, you know, I enjoyed it because of the story, you know? Like, I c actually, I don't know if you know this, but I could have been a runnet. Like they wanted, Ronnie Spector wanted me to be a runnet, like stand behind her with the, you know, the bouffant and everything like that. And I got to the end of the audition, and they were like, "Yay, great!" And I was like, "I gotta leave. I have a show." And they were like, "Oh well, if you leave, you you're not getting the gig." And I was like, "Peace." Wow. <laughs> because I had a show. Like I was already working with a, a yeah. performance and, and, artist and in that, that day. And in that kind of world, they don't want somebody that's not all in on their thing. Because that's part of the allure for them. Well, I did the backup singer thing for a while, and that was like purely accidental. All my best jobs, like I didn't have to audition for. Just fell into them. It just happened. So like I had done a European tour of Jesus Christ Superstar for like a year, and then at the end of that, was I was that? finally like, I want to go home. I <laughs> bet. Like I'm done. But you know, they were throwing me shows. Like um, they were like they wanted me for Lion King in Hamburg. They wanted me for. Uh, Rocky Horror European tour and I was like I want to go home like I was like I very unhappy being like it was fun but like now it's like I don't want to be you know uh, you know third tree from the left or whatever like it's the if you're because you're, you're in the you're, ensemble you're like a you're like a moving set piece kinda. but you're but you're also doing all of the work that would yeah. that the that the you know first seat is doing and you're not getting any of the Right, you know, and then the first seat, once it's over, it's just over. Right. No one really cares. It's like you just start over again doing yeah. shows that someone else wrote. Yeah. And when you can write music, it's like, it's so frustrating because, like, I was trying to fit into this, like, theater mold, and then I was like, wait a minute. You're never, well, and, and it's, you know, I think one of the ways, one of the reasons why we get along so well is that we're similar in that we, we are so interested in so many different things that it's like, you know, you're not just a singer, but you're, you're interested in, in, you know, you do your own video production and mm -hmm. you you model you do i mean all sorts of stuff you're you're, you're involved in you know like you said that these like panels and giving back to the community and Wait, when, when you're I, when you're okay. somebody that's that really likes to do a lot of things when you get into a, when you go into the next thing the people that make that their life usually look at you like you're 
you don't a belong. Tourist. Yeah, like yeah. you're a tourist. And it's like, what is this theater girl doing uh, over here? You know, in the studio. Like, doesn't she know? Like, this right. is where we are. But they could never do that to me because my first original band was when I was in college. So, so you already I had, had that already cred. Done it, right? <laughs> you know, right. so I was already doing it. But uh, so I never have had that conversation with anyone um, because I thoroughly believe that like even if you're new in a genre or if you're like the newbie as long as you kick ass that's all that matters well I think music is one of the last uh, bastions for you know I don't give a shit what you do can you play yeah totally. and it's like there's no and I speak for myself but like I mean there's a lot of tourists here too for sure yeah. but but I mean you have you know Real recognizes real in this. Like, you either can do it or you can't do right. it, you know, or, or be willing to willing to learn. Well, I also think that, like, it's so hard to do this. Like, you genuinely have to love it yeah. or you're going to be a roadkill. Right. Like, that's the that's the end of it, you know. So, oh, but I digress. I wanted to, to make sure that I was clear about this, that um, when I got plucked to do backup singing, it just was like, I feel like once your name is in that hat, they just like you get poached for everybody. Like typecast. They just pass it around. They just pass your name around, and like everyone's like, "Oh, who's willing to?" She's put up reliable. With, she she'll yeah. deal with this. Et yeah. Cetera, who's et good? Who's reliable? Who shows up? You know, looking the way they need to look, and then like, uh, who's willing to put up with being in the background too? Is a who's part the, of it that nobody right, talks about. The right ego level. Right. To, that they can yeah. step back. Well, that's a and that was one of the things. Uh, you know, being transparent that I under learned when I went out on tour with you is that like, oh, here, this isn't my thing. And like, how do, how do I, how, how do you learn how to do that? And you can only learn how to do that by actually by doing it, by doing it. It's yeah. very difficult. Um, and I think that's kind of the music industry in a nutshell, which is, you know, yeah, this may be what you want to do, but we're going to have you do this right. uh, until you do your own thing. You find your own way. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, th that kind of leads me to uh, priestess. So, What's tell me a little bit about uh, you know the, the kind of where did that come from and, and how's it going and where can people see it next? Okay, well Judas Priestess is ten years old now, which I can't believe. Um, we've been doing this for so long. We never intended to do it this long, but like the audiences keep getting bigger and yeah. like the I don't know the, the the price tag gets higher and like we're just still here. You gotta keep um, it going. But there's also like you know there's certain things that are bucket list for us that we still want to accomplish. Like we're working on originals, like that's a bucket list thing. And like you know we always said we wanted to go overseas. That's in the works right now. You know all these things that we want are finally happening. Um, we said we wanted to record, did that. We said we want to make a music video, doing that. And actually. One of the next um, uh, projects that we're doing within Judas Priestess is that I'm actually, since I've been dipping my toes into the film world, I'm going to make a documentary called We Are Judas Priestess. So this is an exclusive. We Are Judas Priestess is going to start filming in 2020. Wow. You heard it here first. That's incredible. Uh, I certainly can't wait to see that. Yeah. And uh, if you need any B-roll interviews, I'd be happy uh, cool. to uh, you know shave my beard into a mustache and, and <laughs> pretend to be somebody else and talk about how great you are. So. Um, <laughs> That's that's really cool, and and you know the the, the tribute band scene, and, and you got to specify because there are there are cover bands that play music of various artists, and then there's a tribute band, which is like you're living in the shoes, you're, right. you're providing the experience, the experience for those people, it, yeah. and that's what Priestess is. And I was, 
again, I had heard kind of the hype about Priestess, and I guess now that was you know seven years ago, so it was really kind of early on, um, and I, we were all blown away. And that's, I mean, when you're talking about trying to anyone, male or female, to uh, step into Rob Halford's shoes, I mean that's um, that's tough. Well, uh, you know what? The it's it's actually. Um the whole point of the band when we first started it was that we wanted to make a, a statement. So it's like, okay, we're women doing this. We're multi-generational women doing right. this. You know, like, like there's so a member in their 30s. There's a member in their... There's two in their 40s, one in their 50s, and the oldest member is in her 60s. And we will not tell you which member is which, so <laughs> don't ask in the comments. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, I, I can't think of any other band where that exists. And e no, I mean, e even in... Uh, I can't. In I original could, music. No, I couldn't think of one. Yeah, of course. Unless you take like you know the the John Mayer version of Grateful Dead, but the, you know what I mean, like where you have bands like yeah. that. But that's really, I mean, that's really uh, unique. Yeah, and like you know, all of it, we all support each other. We're like sisters, you know. So, um, the whole journey of the band, we set off that we wanted to make a statement. We wanted to make a statement about women in music and women in metal, and we wanted it to be something different, where we weren't going to adapt like female versions of the you know priests names like i'm not Rober roberta halford or anything kind of ridiculous like <laughs> roberta that. yeah it's like it's so stupid so like like yeah. halford is halford and i'm militia so right, it was always very important to us that we weren't uh imitating anything that they did like we even changed we take all kinds of liberties with the music even to make it heavier right. make it more you know have more swag or make it you know however we like it you know just to like sculpt it to put it through like a female lens you know to make it something that's really aggressive but feminine and tough you know have you guys ever had any contact with uh, with their camp at all oh sure yeah what do they oh, think yeah. of you guys oh, they, well they say they love us yeah, I, bet. <laughs> I bet well Halford was like a big supporter of us in the very beginning so like the band had we hadn't even played our first show and we hung out with Halford on the set of that metal show no VH1, shit that's awesome and he was so excited he was like girl trivia he's like what the hell? And he was like, who's the singer? And then when I raised my hand, he was just like, of course it's you, because he had been seeing me for years coming to pre-shows. Yeah. And like hanging out backstage and like, you know. And you, are, you do have a certain signature look. A little, a little. You're easy to spot. Little, yeah, easy to spot. Yeah. In some years, you're easier to spot from further distances, depending <laughs> on how, how, how high the hair, the hair is. The hair color. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the height. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so like, he was stoked that we were even doing this because it had never been done before. And also I think he was curious how we would interpret the music, you know? So I would say like, Halford's, Halford's a genius because his writing perspective is like damn near like Shakespearean, you know? The lyrics are so poetic and the lyrics are like, he was like, talking about things that just weren't being talked about at the time that it came out it's really groundbreaking stuff yeah you know he's talking about like i'm sure his own internal struggle with uh dealing with like his sexuality or who he really was and coming to terms with that and then wondering if his audience was going to follow him right you know or not or be alienated by it and just like but being true to himself the whole time like i mean he's he's a trailblazer Absolutely. I mean, that's really, you know, that's one of the uh, one of the key tenets of being an everyman is, uh, or an every woman in this case is, you know, doing your thing the right way, you know, with integrity, and uh, 
treating people the same way uh, that you want them to treat you and that, right. that always comes back around and you know I always say like this music industry you know to kind of circle it back around to NAM is like it's much smaller than you think mm-hmm. and uh, you may not know the person sitting to your right but they might know who you are oh sure and uh, you know a lot of people make a fool of themselves that way or you know you might you might end up in a bar one night and you see somebody you really looked up to and you see what they're really like and right. uh, you well know, image is such a I mean it's always surprising isn't it I remember growing up and seeing like I love Alice in Chains so much oh yeah and I remember seeing like like MTV did a thing with them like at the beach or something or like it was like a swimming <laughs> yeah. pool it was so weird but these guys were like joking and like you know like nudging each other and like laughing and like making each other laugh and I was like what the f-? I was like this is Alice in Chains you're supposed right. to be somber so the darkest song yeah I was like it was totally against it was totally the opposite of the music that they write but then I was like of course it is because they're like brothers and they live together and they write music together and they have a good time together you well, know? that's that special bond of when you when you perform on stage with somebody, and you get that. Uh, you know, one of my one of my teachers once told me it's you know there's a conversation occurring on the stage between the musicians, sure. and then there's a conversation that's occurring between the band and uh, and the audience as a collective. Sure. And um, you 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 get to know people. There's like this uh, unspoken communication sure. that when you play with people long enough, that you know them sometimes better than anyone else could know you sure. you know and i call and that the telepathy yeah it's weird i'm like me and my girls we have the telepathy like well, when we know, go up yeah. we know what, what's about to happen or and you we know can what tell. this if somebody's looking at you yeah, yeah. you know what this means yeah, yeah. it's it's uh well there, there's a something and that only comes with like working together for a long time you know? and it's also enhanced i think when you have that real like you're saying that brotherhood or that sisterhood mm-hmm. where everybody's actually happy to be with each other sure you know that's well Let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ninety percent of the time we lose, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's great. It's great. Um, it's a great industry, and it's yeah. it's an honor to be a part of it. And sure, seeing all these fancy people, we got the Pioneer DJ booth over here. Uh, you know, kicking it on the ones and twos for you guys in the background. I hope you're all enjoying that. And uh, you know, special thanks to the JBL. We're we're actually outside of a tractor trailer. This is a trailer. Yeah. Um, with recording boots in it. Genius. But they're uh, those are apparently for demo purposes. But yeah, the good people here have been great. So, uh, Militia, where can the audience, uh, where can the Everman audience, keep up with you? Where's your social media, and uh, when can they see Priestess next? Um, okay, well, my website is militiavox.com or militiasmyname.com. You'll get there either way. Um, I'm at militia is my name. That's M-I-L-I-T-I-A-I-S-M-Y-N-E-M-E. Um, so if you just like Google militia is my name, everything will come up or Militia Vox. Um, Priestess is doing a 10 year anniversary tour. So our next show is this Sunday at House of Blues in Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip in Mandalay Bay and it's gonna be off the hook. Um, then we're playing LA uh, at the Viper Room. We'll be at Paramount. Um, we're playing San Diego. We're playing, of course, the Stone Pony in New Jersey. Ah, when's that? Um, February 1st. We'll be there. And awesome. And we're also, those European tour dates will be announced soon enough. So, yeah. Keep an eye out. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, but also, I did want to mention, um, please check out my um, my film work because I'm doing music video work and I'm doing the film festival circuit, um, creating uh, visual albums and immersive visual album experiences. 
That sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, check the show notes, guys. Scroll down uh, in your podcast app of choice and, and hit uh, more details. You can check out all the links that uh, Militia just said there. And uh, keep an eye out for Judas Priestess' 10th year anniversary. And uh, with that, Miss, I'll see you on the road. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>